You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 3, Episode 17, Forgiving. After watching helplessly as Connor fell victim to an interdimensional kidnapping, Angel becomes determined to retrieve his son. Gunn and Fred concentrate on finding Wesley, hoping he can explain why he facilitated the abduction. Robin. My name is Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. I am Illyrio. And we have a guest here with us today, and his name is Matt. Uh, hi, Wait, I'm here. What a miss. <laughs> welcome, Matt. <laughs> Wait, oh, I just said welcome, Matt. That's the whole <laughs> I could have said welcome, Matt. <laughs> Robin and I, I stole it. I'm so sorry. Oh, well, terrible. You need to it was, it clean up after yourself and then terrible. step on the back. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone, we're back. Um, hey. I haven't published an episode in a very long time. I've been so busy with the new job that I'm in love with. And <laughs> Sweet. it's like I just haven't had a lot of time. But it's, uh, you know, what's really great, everyone. Regular paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to tell you if you're thinking about becoming a freelancer, give yourself three years, and if it doesn't work out, get another job. Nine years is too long to fester in the land of freelancing and not be successful. So you take oh, it from oh. me, a failed freelancer, <laughs> saying three years and that's it. Let go of those dreams. Mm-hmm. because then there's like, oh, it's uh, the debt piles up, and then there's stress, and then all of a sudden, uh, no, work, regular work is good. I hope you guys out there are working regularly. I hope you're also regular in your digestive yes. system <laughs> as well. But uh, well, I digress. Right? I'm saying everything I can to not talk about how amazing the end of this episode was, and I'm going to say that again because that stupid audio thing happened. Oh, my God, my mind was blown. I did not expect that. Kim, did you write the right one? Yes, I did. <laughs> Woo. Uh, I will just say right off the bat that this episode um, aired after a month-long hiatus from the last episode. So we left Angel wow. you know, sitting on that street, like, broken. And then we come back to this. <laughs> and it's almost like as long as it takes for us to podcast. So it kind of works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you guys, um, yeah. it was it was crazy. Uh, a lot of this episode was really really good, really unexpected, and then I thought everything was gonna be okay. <laughs> I I I fell for it so <laughs> hard, you. man. You. I've been I waiting for you guys for to get to this episode for so long, years <laughs> so, for like ten years now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I fell for this so hard. I'm so shocked. <laughs> you I'm are so shocked. I saw it yeah. coming a mile away, and I'm not saying no, that because I'm like, didn't. oh, I'm so great. But I'm are like, you serious? Right at the end, I was just like, here we go. Yeah, yeah. this is okay. Where but Kim, you know, you know it's me, right? You know it's me. Yeah, Kim. now I'm gonna fuck you up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Kim, Kim. But did you think it was gonna be Angelus? No. Because no. that's the first. I was shocked that it happened, but secondly, I was shocked that it was it was Angel doing it. It was yep. it was yeah, so because he's, he's Angel's never questioned the love he's had for his son. 
Never, yeah. ever. Right. And even though that was duped by Sean John's little whatever. <laughs> He's known as P. Diddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> by him rewriting the, the prophecies and all that stuff. Yes. Angel's like, I am... So he's like, he's so loyal. Everything is like, he's like, don't ever question me. Like, even if you thought you were doing yeah. it for the right reasons, don't question me. Because now your life's done. Yeah, but here's the thing. I never expected him to lash out. Yeah, I really thought never been that, he was never been that to... rage-filled before. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he had a he son. Was, but he came to, but the, they explained that it was the prophecy and he was protecting him and he himself was calling him yeah. food. I mean... <laughs> there were mitigating if, circumstances, you guys. Say, say Christine took your children away and threw them yes. in a deep, dark hole. No, I'm just saying, but I'm being very, very... You mean... <laughs> so you mean when she takes them to Kingston, Ontario? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, go on. And they never come back. She's like, I do it because I thought, I thought you I'm were going to hurt I'm still waiting like, for I'm the never. downside. <laughs> My wife taking my children away. Go on, Kim. <laughs> Uh, maybe I don't know. You're not you're not understanding. But that's okay. No, I just I, I do understand. The oh. the thing is that if let's say I was a uh, a, 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 a a killing machine with a soul, <laughs> and and I had a history of of eating babies. Um, maybe. <laughs> If one of my buddies who's used to and has seen me go evil a couple of times or heard about one of the times and has seen me go evil before re- thinks that I'm going to kill my own child, maybe I try to be more understanding. Uh-huh. Um, but the thing is, I, yes, I, um, yes, okay, everything you're saying is true. However, now that he's done what he's done, the kid's gone and they have no idea yeah. how to get him back. So that's why he's lashing out. It's not like, oh, no worries. We'll just wait to for that, my other child to be born. <laughs> yeah. To that end, um, there's something very important about Wesley, which is he's probably the person best placed to be able to get the child back with all of his knowledge. Oh, so he's not thinking maybe, of that right now. He's definitely not thinking saying, about that. He's not being rational. Angel always wants something to smash when things don't work out well. And <laughs> losing his son is definitely a big example of something not working out well. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I would yeah, probably lose my mind. I would, I, I would lose my mind. I, you know, I can't exactly come to it from the perspective of I have eaten babies when I haven't had a soul. <laughs> So I don't know exactly how reserved I would feel, but uh, my God. Uh, You'd be up for smothering someone with a pillow, though? Uh, I'd be up for making it seem like I was going to uh, uh, finish the job and then pull the pillow away and be like, get that to me. Gotcha. I was just joshing. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, shall we do the normal, like, run through the episode quick kind of thing? Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, so to start <laughs> off, we got Angel looking at a charred crib. We have, uh, Fred and Gunn not noticing that there's a, a basically almost a corpse across the road <laughs> laying in the grass. And then Justine saying, we're going to kill Angelus. <laughs> Get it together. That was, uh... That was like the first time he's had a real reason to be like mopey angel. <laughs> like, the first, this is the only time, like no. re- real reason. Usually he's just mopey because he's all broody and he's like, eh, my past. 
now he's he lost his kid. So I understand this one. <laughs> um, I I love the 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 suspense of the of Wesley just like bleeding out in the grass across the road as Fred and Gunner like going. Well, what happened? He had to have had a good reason. You know? I didn't realize that uh, Fred and Gun didn't know what was going on. They're like still going around like, "What's going on? Where's Wesley?" Yeah, they have no they idea what's no, happening with Angel. Yeah, they had no idea the baby's gone. Yeah. So, did you guys know that? Did you guys think that Wesley was going to die? Uh, no. I didn't think he would because I'm pretty sure that he's going to live quite a while. And you've watched but, the entire uh, series already? No. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm doing very well. I'm, I haven't watched ahead in Angel, and I haven't watched ahead in Press Gang either. Um, oh, we're waiting. We're, we're all waiting uh, for YouTube. I know it, it's uh, it's it's kind of weird. I I I was hoping when the bum, sorry, when the address challenged person, um, I believe the politically correct over, term is hobo. <laughs> <laughs> when the hobo no hold on he didn't have a bandana sack on the end of a stick and he wasn't riding the rails I believe, that's a, no, I believe that's a vagabond no no hobo Robin no hobo um, that's, that's, uh, yep. so I'm gonna I'm gonna go hop in a freight train today but no hobo um, so <laughs> so uh <laughs> So the homeless man, who uh, was he played by um, Napoleon Dynamite's stepdad, Uncle Rico? No, yeah, that wasn't Uncle Rico. Okay, uh, was it Uncle Rico who was driving the, the truck, the pickup truck? Anyway, um, uh, it was played by Kenneth Dolan, uh, actor that you might have seen in an episode of Numbers. You mean Numbers? Uh, let's just say I, I, when, when Wesley's eyes were open and he didn't blink, I thought that maybe he was dead and he was going to stay on the show as some kind of revived vampire slash demon. That's thing. what I thought too. I thought that would have been awesome. Same thing. So I'm like, they can't get well, rid because, of Wesley. How are they going to keep him? Yeah. Oh, duh. They can make him a vampire. Exactly. Or any other many things. Like I was still hoping, hoping hope that he would be Sajan. Um, <laughs> like that, some, some, that some hobo vampire out. was going to come by and sire him and- <laughs> <laughs> no uh, Matt I don't know if you've heard hobo uh, vampires would be awesome <laughs> Illyrio hasn't published the last few episodes yet but uh, uh, Illyrio had a had an amazing theory that uh, Wesley is going to turn out to be Sajan oh no I haven't well, heard- you know time traveling demons and all oh yes I haven't heard the past few episodes really because i don't know if you guys changed servers or something or if it at work just decided that <laughs> just decided that no. you guys are bad now but i can't get, no can't get your podcast on itunes anymore you work. can't get the podcast because i haven't published in like three months <laughs> i think it's been longer than that like the last ones they showed up but oh, really when i try to download them it doesn't work it's probably an it oh that's issue. weird oh yeah that's most weird. likely it yeah okay so we go back Those to the IT hyperion guys. oh sorry <laughs> I had one more thing. Since mm-hmm. since uh, I haven't been listening in a while, I don't know if you guys have discussed this already, but I found it interesting that the only thing that's brought Angel pure happiness so far is sex with Buffy. Like nothing concerning his the birth of his son has brought him true happiness. Yeah, um, I think that has a lot to do with 
people's producers and writers' perspectives on what happiness is. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we have Tim Minear to blame for this. I'll be perfectly honest. I mean, I think what? Tim Minear sees no redeeming qualities in children. <laughs> uh, I can only assume that he would uh, not see any source of any true happiness from a child. I must tell you, uh, my children bring me lots of happiness. A lot of it is pure. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I have, uh, vamped out a few times because of things they've said, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, uh, uh, Pylea, I'm thinking the closest he's come to true happiness since, uh, having sex with Buffy is, uh, being in Pylea where he time. can walk in the sun and he got to see his his reflection in the mirror oh wait he was actually upset about his hairstyle so <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a downer <laughs> um but all right uh the next scene is uh we're at the hyperion lauren breaks the news to fred and gun um fred is actually pretty affected about the baby's uh fate because of her own past um being stuck in pylea um and angel wants oh, everybody man. to pay oh yeah <laughs> I, I have to tell you this in scene. A different world. Yeah. In another world. Um I got to tell you that Gunn's reassurance of Fred made me barf. <laughs> I don't like this couple. I think he's sexist and awful and uh he can't relate to her post traumatic stress. Like don't say I know. You don't know Gunn. Gunn, you don't know shit about being transported into an alternate dimension and being treated like cattle and having to live in a cave. You don't know. Listen, we've, um, no. we've been exposed to a lot of long Fred gun scenes where we're just kind of like, uh, but I mean, who knows? She could be talking about that shit all the time. You know, be <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Ah, uh, something it's tells all about me you she's again. not like that. <laughs> He fails pretty sp- spectacularly as a boyfriend later on. I'll bring it up when we get there, but it's pretty funny. Uh, okay. Uh, but, but concerning this scene, I haven't watched the show in a while either. And like every time I see Andy Howard, I get sad because he's gone. And you guys know how he died? No, I think like, we do, but I don't want to talk about this. Like in real life? <laughs> yeah, in real life. No. Yeah. Well, go ahead and spoil us on real life events. Oh, it was, it was something to talk about his, it, but, but it was something to do with his teeth, like some sort of infection with his teeth. He, yeah, he went to the dentist and he got like endocarditis. Oh no, are you serious? Yikes! Mm-hmm. He, he got like a congestive heart failure. Yeah, I thought it was just heart failure. I had no idea what it had to do with his teeth. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I missed. Man, uh, so so Angel wants everyone to pay, including Wesley, and wants to go to Korototh. But how do we do it without Wesley? <laughs> so the the closest. Well, they it's have... time to research, team. <laughs> so they basically decide to go see what they do to find that son of a bitch, Sajan. Yeah, uh, what a beautiful sketch. <laughs> I gotta say that sketch of Sajan was uh, <laughs> was that Angel who drew that? Is that what we're led to believe? What sketch? Hello? He's the, remember. He's the sketch person, isn't he? Doesn't he draw? Well, he does yes, sketches. he does. Remember? Remember. Okay. He, he, he put a sketch one. pad down what a and showed... Um, and showed um, I only watched this an hour ago. I don't even remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sketched Jenny Calendar that one time. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Oh Jenny. Oh Jenny. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a coke. Uh, yeah, so they're gonna find Sajan and uh, Angel has a plan, which uh, I really love the way they revealed that. Are we there yet? Well, we do have to go to Wolfram and Hart for a moment because Lynn oh, was yes. just finding out what Lyle has been up to, and he's just kind of pissed that the baby got away. I love how he he says things, and that's not really what he means, but you know what he means, even though he's saying it in a different way. <laughs> in other words, he's like, uh, Lila, you're going to be loyal to Wolfram and Hart or whatever. But he says what? it in such a non-threatening way. I want to see him say that. that. I want to see him say that literally. Lila, you're going to be loyal to Wolfram and Hart <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, back in the Hyperion, uh, research is not easy without Wesley. Um, and and I, I don't know if this worked on you. It kind of works on me that Angel won't let Fred call Cordy because Cordy will have Ooh. presents and Connor needs to be there, be here to oh, get that was that was such a great scene. That was very sad. I, at first, I thought he it was. was about to- Cry. I thought it was Angel being like all hung up on Cordy still, but it was really he didn't want to break her heart with the news, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was really really nice. Yeah, it was a beautiful. Scene. And to me, I think it's like uh, this is Angel like putting on his armor. He's he's got to yeah. some really tough things to get his son back, and he's gonna just be no holds bars. And the one person that can talk to Angel. Um, you know, that's on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. Cordy. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Angel realizes he's being a little bit harsh. He takes off, and uh, Fred and Gunn also take off to go look for Wesley. And meanwhile, in a park, a uh, transient uh, finds <laughs> Wesley and his money and proceeds to hide his dying body. It, well, at least I thought that in this scene. Uh, from later dialogue, it seems that he called the hospitals. I, did you guys get? Well, here's here's my interpretation of events. He realizes Wesley has all that money. You'll note that he didn't pull out the money and put the wallet back on Wesley. He took the entire wallet, money included, and put it on himself. And then he dragged Wesley out of the way so that if ever the person who tried to kill Wesley would come back, they wouldn't find him there. And I think that he then went and called for help. Really? Uh I I, I didn't notice them mention him again at all. What makes you think that he called for help? Wesley was in the hospital. Yeah, but I I assume somebody else found him. Well, I thought that the guy just dragged him to the hospital. (laughs) I got to tell you guys, uh, what this episode missed greatly is a jogger. Because as we all know, joggers find all kinds of bodies all the time. Maybe um, that's crazy. You know, so I hope he was jogging right before he entered frame. No, I'm pretty sure he was uh, looking for dinner in a in, in a garbage can. Have you have you spotted anything gross on your job? Um, yes, uh, a giant pile of vomit this one time, and uh, a couple a couple of teenagers making out. It was really gross. Um, and uh, teenagers, yeah, teenagers, teenagers are the worst, and. Um, and also uh, a white fox. Ooh, that's crazy. I know. No very, very scary fox. things. No dead bodies? 
Uh, not that I'm aware of. No. No. Montreal's oh, kind of boring that way. We keep most of our crime to the organized kind <laughs> and the city hall kind. <laughs> yeah. You're either a mobster or you're mayor. That's basically how you're a criminal <laughs> in this town. <laughs> and sometimes you're both. Sometimes both. Sometimes you're both, I must say. Hey, Robin, are you there? I'm just pouring through the script, <laughs> oh. trying to figure out where I've got this yeah. idea. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, I, I just assumed he was a good guy because he didn't do the typical take the cash out, put the wallet back on the body thing. Maybe one of those credit cards. Saw, <laughs> you know they're no good. You know Wesley spends all of his credit on like ancient books on eBay and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say... Uh, they found Wesley at St. Patricia's. He's in pretty bad shape, but he's alive. Maybe you should pay him a visit. Uh, I can't speak. Uh, he, he's not completely out of the woods yet, which is funny because he was left behind some shrubbery. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I got the idea. That's all right. That's Some okay. We, we could just move on. Yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. But, yeah, just because I, I, the scene... Uh, always plays to me. I don't know why I had a different idea, but the the fact that it's just like this guy has got his throat slit, like completely mm-hmm. double crossed, throat slit, dropped in the park. Fred and Gunn are like across the street, going, "Where's Wesley?" I mean, uh, <laughs> and completely don't see him. And then on top of it all, this like uh, hobo, uh, or sorry. Uh, uh, homeless person uh, uh, comes and takes his wallet and drags him behind the bushes so he can't <laughs> Yeah, and does a piss poor job of covering the giant Wesley sized track on the ground. <laughs> okay, so um, back to uh, the Hyperion Hotel. It, it was weird at first when the scene starts because I'm like, I thought Angel just left the hotel, but I guess some time has passed because Angel is at the hotel. And Lauren is horrified to find that Angel has Linwood uh, tied to a chair in his Oh, that room. was a great, great reveal. That was yeah. so unexpected. Angel getting that pokey thing that people that put messages on. What is it? It's what do you mean, most... what is it? Have you not seen one of those? I have. I just don't know what you it is. I was like, that sharp staples. thing that waitresses use. Do you guys have staples <laughs> in America? Do you guys yes. have staples in yes, America? Yes, we have staples. Yeah. We have paper clips. Because we have here, <laughs> here, here, where I live, we call we don't call it staples. We call it bureau en gros. What? Yeah, we want to. But everywhere else calls it staples. <laughs> we call yeah, it both. And um, yeah, and basically, uh, you can get one of those for like two bucks. Little spiky things. Yeah, I know. I was gonna put it in my notes too, and I was like, paper thingy. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm pretty sure it's a message spike. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. a message spike. Yeah, I have one when I bartended. Yeah. 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 Do you guys think that Angel was going to like torture this guy seriously? Do you think? Yeah. Yep. And I knew, torture. and I was like, oh, this is the part that Steph loved about the episode, I'm sure. It's got a one I don't know. Line. She's more of a fan of Angel getting tortured rather than Angel doing torture, right? Doing the torture. I yeah. suppose. <laughs> Hey, that Linwood guy looked a lot like um, Penny's dad from that show we used to watch. No, he didn't look anything like him. Then it must be years since I watched that show. That guy's Australian. 
Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. From Lost? <laughs> yes, Lost. Charles Widmore? That show. Actually, I think Charles Widmore. I think he's from New Zealand, I think. Nah, Not that that has no anything to do with anything, but... <laughs> yeah. There's a Lost moment later that... All right, Angel. Happens. You're going to torture me? <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, I love I love the fact that this whole sync thing is set up where it starts in the lobby and he just like is talking to Lorne and uh, he grabs that pointy thing and is just kind of like fiddling with it as he's walking up to his room and Lorne's talking to him and then the big reveal. I love it. Yeah, uh, he didn't even he have to touch he, him. <laughs> he threatened Linwood so well. Like that is the <laughs> perfect way to do that. That is perfect. I like to, I like to very like well drop. I like to be dropped the truth bomb on him of when of uh, Wolfram and Hart would kill you before they'd kill me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Shut him up real fast because you know. I'm I I'm still super intrigued what Angel's value to Wolfram and Hart is. It's really quite something. Hmm. Uh, so back at Holtz's Victorian, uh, <laughs> Gun, Gun and Fred show up. <laughs> And Gunn threatens violence, but Fred tries to empathize with Justine about I'm how sorry. she lost Holtz. I'm going to very quietly interrupt you. Okay. Um, we cannot gloss over the fact that Justine was just sitting there whittling away. <laughs> oh, that is so stereotypical uh, loner, badass, sulking. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. That was great. Again. I thought that was hilarious. Wouldn't it have been amazing if Kate was doing this? <laughs> I just I love it. Was she supposed to be Kate originally? Uh, I guess that was the original plan. Oh. But she was busy. Sure. Um, so, <laughs> come on. Uh, well, wasn't she on Law and Order for millions of years or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Fred tries to empathize, you know, about how she lost Holtz. Like, oh, you lost your daddy. <laughs> Um, and then her cronies start surrounding them, and uh, Gunn nearly gets his throat slit. This is where he fails yeah. the boyfriend spectacularly. Like her, okay. her cronies, really? In, her cronies come in, and then he's like, "Get behind me!" And he pushes her, like he pushes her behind him. He's like, "Get over there with the other female while I battle these guys." <laughs> and then it's like, as soon as she's right beside Justine, Justine backhands Fred. <laughs> that was that was, that was a fail. really. Great part, actually, because <laughs> I got to tell you guys, Fred is Fred is so weak and sheepish. I want her to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And later on, we're going to talk about how something impossible happens. Um, but we'll, you know. Well, yeah, so. Uh, with catapults. Little catapults. Yeah. Fire. Little catapults. <laughs> Justine, uh, Justine had a uh, very um, uh, kind of flashbacky moment when yeah. she saw the knife at Jen's throat. Yeah, I, I I call it like a PTSD moment almost. Like I'm tra- I'm traumatized because yeah. I m- m- might have murdered this guy. <laughs> and then I don't he, like uh, Justine. I suppose. Um, just really? Don't like her. Like I don't like her looking Fred. all bruised up. It's not a good look. I'm like you're saying about Fred. I want there to be an episode where Fred gets crazy superhuman strength and just kicks everyone's ass for one episode. Yeah. Well, I just want to see. I just want to see her like. Because we're so used to like strong females in this, the Whedonverse, that uh-huh. it, she drives me bonkers when I look at her. You don't think there's room for a different type of character, like one that's just like good with her smarts? 
It's different. It's different being good. Just like Willow was good with smarts, but she didn't look like she was going to blow over with a small, you know, draft. I do have to say, like before Willow became proficient in the magics, uh, it always was kind of silly when like her and Xander would like put up their dukes when the vampires. Would show up. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys aren't fighters. <laughs> yeah, but. It, like, um, yeah, it didn't look like he could knock her over with. Her. I I wouldn't say that Fred has to be a fighter, but in this world where like she's surrounded by fighters, and mm-hmm. I don't know if she's not a fighter, why is she going? Yeah, if, it's just like she's always established. In the way. If it's established that she's no good in a fight, then why bring her along? She's just going to slow you down. It makes no yeah. sense to have her out in the field. And she becomes a liability. Yeah. It's like with the CSIs, you know, these lab rats go out and they wear guns and they go out and they look buff. It's like, stop it. <laughs> if she's supposed to be a lab rat, let her be a lab rat. Like, forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless, yeah. someone whittling. <laughs> I hear whittling in the background. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's me. Oh, it's, it's either whittling Wesley, or a manicure. I was filing Wesley, my nails. Wesley is smart and yeah, manicure. I knew it. <laughs> so he kind of Matt. Her... Can you repeat? Sorry, uh, Wesley's smart and he can fight. So he kind of makes her redundant, I guess. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Okay. Like I think, uh, when I think of Fred, she should be back at, at like the at whole base yeah, with like a headset on. You can you know fight. What, I mean? what was that? Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> When I think of Fred, she should be at home base with her headset on, just talking to everybody, giving oh. them like tips. You know like what a I mean? dispatcher? She's, she's yeah. watchtower. Or no, like Chloe. No, she's yeah. Chloe. Oh, you're yeah. thinking Chloe 24. 24. I'm thinking Chloe but, from Okay, what Matt meant by no. making her, she's redundant. I don't watch stupid shows. Is what? Because. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, stop. Shut that door. Shut that door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what Matt meant by that she's redundant is because we have the smart book person in Wesley. He's mm-hmm. the he's the researcher. But he can what also do fight we, a little what like, do we better do than her. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, yeah, go ahead. But uh Willow had great character growth over the series of Buffy, and so we will see the same for Fred, I'm sure. She'll go from so. From when zero to hero, okay. Because you know when, when, when you know she was deciding to leave in, in the episode Fredless, you know she showed back up and saved everybody by a sweet catapult. So I'm thinking she really needs to just start at least inventing some sweet weapons. Because when they when they throw all the uh, books at her, she she really looks like in a panic. Like uh, this isn't ideal. I mean. I'm smart and I can read um, just as much well as everybody else. But mm-hmm. Because really, this is her first season on the show. Yeah. She came in, what, like at the end of season two, and so yeah. it's just been one season. I'm trying her. to figure out what to do with her, I think. So you guys don't like her very much right now? or? Hmm. Oh, I've been different to her. I just wish that she just did more. You know, like, instead of just, I, like, I just find that she's always in the way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird how like if Gunn is so protective of her, would he be constantly like, "Come with me, let's go to the villain's lair and see if we mm-hmm. can find this information by Wesley." Yeah, because all the girls in the series are badass, you yeah. know. But anyway, nah. Let's all right. On. Yes, because we're going to the White Room. What did you guys think of the White Room? 
I thought it was a nice Matrix uh, riff-off. Yeah, in but... a white room with no curtains. Blah, <laughs> mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I used to play that song when I was, did some covers. I got to say, um, that girl looked like Eve from the X-Files uh. <laughs> a little bit. And my favorite part was when this little girl said, killer, and Angel was good at killer. Mm-hmm. No hesitation. No hesitation, <laughs> which should have been my first clue that he was going to be able to uh, attempt murder the limey mm-hmm. bastard who stole his son. Yeah, because Why? he kept saying that they need to pay. He's, he's got to make them pay, yeah. people that are responsible. That's something else. Um, I'd like to take Dolores Umbridge of uh, what uh, Kim said a moment ago. And uh, uh, you said it, it was a Matrix ripoff? Like, that's, that, no, that's just what a, I just felt. A white room? You mean like in The Architect? Or are you talking about The Matrix Reloaded? Or? Yeah. Uh, whichever one. <laughs> the, the, the disappointing one. Well, I will have to say that The Matrix Reloaded was released on May 15th, 2003. This episode came out on April 15th, 2002. So I'm thinking the Wachowski brothers watched Angel and were like, whoa, that is an idea. There you go. (laughs) Although instead of a little girl, we're just going to put an old dude in there. The birds. The birds or the yard birds? Who did White Room? The (laughs) song. Cream. Thank you. Deep purple. No. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, I have a little bit of nerdy trivia about this little girl. Really? Tell she me who played, she is, Robin. She is played by Kay Panabaker, who is the little sister of Danielle Panabaker, who plays Caitlin Snow on the Flash series. Uh, Kay and Danielle both graduated from high school at age 14, but Kay was the valedictorian. Um, and oh, I also say snap. that Kay was also in a superhero show called No Ordinary Family. Um, her powers were telepathy. Uh, her parents were played by Michael Chiklis and Julie Benz. <laughs> I remember that. And show. Amy Hacker yeah. had a recurring role in the uh, show. Weren't they Disney Channel? Act? It was uh, ABC. Uh, oh, oh, um, I don't Before know. that, when they were young, Maybe? they were. I think Maybe? they were Disney Channel actors. Yeah. That No Ordinary Family show, was it canceled or did they end it? Yeah, they canceled that. Yeah, it didn't last very long at all. <laughs> like, I, may, I like was it a full episodes. season even? I think maybe just Yeah, it was a full season. season. Really? No, it was a whole 22 episodes. Oh, wow. How long? Like half hour or full hour? It was a full hour, yeah. Wow. I'd, you know, guys, I've been like cranking out some material for these courses I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be teaching. And like, it's really hard to come up with stuff. How do they... How do these people come up with so much stuff and <laughs> dialogue and see? It's like hard work, man. Oh, yeah. man. Um, so, oh, I've got a question about Sajan and how, how they refer to him here. They keep referring oh, yes. Sajan as they and them. Why is that? Is Sajan a what? race? Yeah, it's a race of Sajans. Is it? Well, I yeah, I assume. Okay. I so didn't notice that at all, Matt. What are you talking about? When they're in the white room, they, they all refer to Sajan as they or them. I was like, is really? so Sajan the race or is Sajan have no gender or like, what is it? But they, they I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure his name is Sajan. I'm not sure what the You got to love are. that decapitated head. That, that, that was very sorry, real. Robin, I cut you off. No, it was very real, yeah, but I was, was wondering, head. I was wondering where that took place. I was like, that guy looks, you know, African. 
but he's like wearing a medieval knight outfit almost. Uh, it was yes. probably the Moorish invasions of Europe. He was probably, Sajan was probably all over the Crusades, man. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that uh, the little girl, uh, whoever the little girl represents, I'm assuming the senior partners, uh, were the reason uh-huh. behind. Really? Well, yeah, because Wolfram and Hart. Top floor? Whatever floor that white room is on. <laughs> Well, the button's all the way at the top, like, duh. Yeah, <laughs> that's the penthouse. <laughs> yeah, man, coolest penthouse ever. Uh, it would be funny if uh, they push the other button where basically Angel gets let out in the street and he's like, really, this again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you freaking elevator. That would, yeah, that, that would have been awesome. <laughs> um, and we get David Boreanaz to look indignant, which is my favorite David Boreanaz. <laughs> Um, uh, so Sajan's race was made immaterial, uh, because they, uh, caused problems because they're chaos or something like that. They like uh, the senior partners like chaos, but they didn't, they didn't like what he did or something like that. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, it is a little weird that, um, uh, he was able to change a prophecy. I'll say. (laughs) Without being able to write anything, but maybe he was like, "Hey, so Sajan is basically Doctor Who, right? Yeah, he's the Doctor. I mean, mm-hmm. traveling through time, fixing things a little bit, or more like a Doc Brown character. Yeah. Mm. No, he's Bill and Ted wrapped into one. He's, he's also they, they the had genie. a lot of <laughs> the what? He's also the genie from Aladdin because you can huh? catch him in an urn. Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so so the little girl realizes that, or you know, talks about how Angel pretty much, you know, he's immaterial, but Angel definitely wants to beat on him some. So uh, that's going to come with a price, <laughs> and that's when <laughs> he's about she to says, kill. "Oh, killer!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually makes her giggle. I love it. Yeah, I I don't know. Was I the only one who hated that giggle and thought they should have had another few takes? Oh, no. <laughs> that was creepy. It it bothers me when people when people's fake TV, TV or movie laughs aren't fake enough. It's like <laughs> uh, the the end of a third of all original series Star Treks when <laughs> oh, someone are chuckling. Spock, you green blooded bastard! <laughs> Freeze frame. <laughs> Thing is they wouldn't freeze frame they would do a slow zoom out oh yeah that's from the right top and kirk would eventually just laugh less loudly it was awful yeah her laugh sucked they should have done a couple more takes for pete's sake are we professionals <laughs> um so so yeah angel gets a little spell to bring sajan back to <laughs> and i pulled it a piece of paper that i'm sure that little girl wrote i like you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That'd be so, so funny. He opens it up. They, I think you're cute. They played Nash. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? No, just me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. Mary. Sorry. Age. How? Sex? I don't know. What? Mash. You've never played Mash? I was, try- I was trying to figure out what Mash stood for. I forgot. Mansion, apartment, shack, house. And then you have like... <laughs> right. Shack, 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 shack. You don't mean S-H-A-Q, do you? <laughs> Never mind. Shaq, I played a different version of it. 
Uh, okay, so uh, meanwhile, in a dumpster, we find out that Fred has a poor purpose. She's the one who gets to dig through trash. <laughs> Yay! She's the dumpster diver. <laughs> to find Wesley's diaries, and Gunn finds the prophecy in it, and uh, Fred says that Wesley was right to do what he did, and Gunn says he doesn't think that Angel's going to forgive him. So, one of those two people a- is very wrong. In the lobby, uh, Angel is painting a giant red pentagram, and Lauren is I was like, work. shout at the devil, Motley Crue, yeah. <laughs> He's a wolf, and he's holy in a nut. Okay. <laughs> um, shout! Shout! But see, we supernatural viewers, this is oh. not the, this is, you know, we see this all the time. It's every week. Yeah, every week. I used to doodle them all the time in high school. Did you get in trouble? No. Some of the kids in our school would get in trouble. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stephanie, uh, Supernatural debuted September 13, 2005. <laughs> Angel yeah. thought of pentagrams first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, it should have had the pointy end facing down for us. If they wanted to impress it upon us as a pentagram, because really all it was for us was a star in a circle, guys. Oh. Uh, so human blood is needed. And Lila <laughs> looks like she's about to gut her a Linwood, but then she shows her loyalty oh, yeah. and cuts her palm. Seriously, okay. Uh, yeah. If you need blood, why cut your hand like that? Because you're going to need your hand in everyday stuff. She can drop That's blood anywhere hurt so else much. in her body. Yeah. Come on. Where would you do it? Um, um, uh, well, uh, here's a like place you don't draw blood is if you stick earlobe. If you stick a <laughs> if you stick a really long needle through your bicep, apparently there's no blood. That's what I learned by watching David Blaine videos. <laughs> uh, so Angel turns the light off for portal opening ambiance and prepares his axe. That was awesome. <laughs> after a light show, he doesn't appear. However, he does appear on a street in front of a pickup truck. And then we have a lost moment. Remember when Juliet's husband got hit by the bus? <laughs> uh, I forgot his first name, but it was Dr. Burke, right? Uh, yes. Does, does no one else remember that? I remember that. I remember hey, it. Maybe he got hit by the bus, yes. So so this spell, basically, Angel's, Angel's calling of, uh, of, of Shazan was a, uh, a, a really nice reference to the fourth doctor who's... <laughs> Could never materialize where he wanted to materialize. <laughs> uh, so Sajan gets upset and throws the truck about, and then is just like super happy he's corporeal. And, yeah, um, I was. I, I actually thought he was killed at first, <laughs> and I thought that was the best twist ever. <laughs> and then you know we find out no. <laughs> Uh, back at the hotel, Angel is about to hurt Linwood some more when Lila gets a report about Sajan, uh, and uh, Angel drops Linwood down the stairs in his chair. Ouch. Um, yeah, that would have killed him. Just saying. Angel has no chill, so it's all good. Depending She's on how just, it landed, yeah. One track mind. He doesn't give a shit. Right. He wants his son back. Payback. He's a fucking honey badger, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> This is when Fred and Gunn show up and tell Wesley all about Wesley's motivations, the prophecy, the fact that Connor smelled or like they food. Told Angel, they to... told Angel all about Wesley's motivations. Yeah. Did I say that? Well you, well, you said Wesley. They told Wesley about Wesley's motivations. Oh, sorry. Fred keeps mentioning the, the uh, 
prophecies, and then she also keeps saying the commentaries. What are the commentaries? Um, well, sometimes the director needs to talk I think- over his work. <laughs> <laughs> this is the director's cut of this prophecy. <laughs> Maybe it's the, the exactly. second the interpretations of the prophecies in the yeah, other readings. I would venture to say that it's the interpretations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. The, somebody got the Wolf from Hark got a hold of the Niazian prophecies before, and uh, I remember Wesley was studying some of the notes that. Mm-hmm. Lila's guy was writing on the sides or something. He said something about them writing on ancient texts or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's that. Yeah, probably. Um, bah, 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 bah. Angel immediately downplays this as complete nonsense. Why would I kill my son? <laughs> and then takes mm-hmm. off after Sajan. I don't hurt people I love. Now get out of my way or I will crush you. <laughs> yeah. I know that was the, yeah. <laughs> He's saying subtly that he doesn't love Fred. Like, you haven't gotten it through your head yet? Oregon. <laughs> I will never love you. <laughs> I think right now he loves Connor and Cordelia. That's it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If only Fred's name started with the letter C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Buffy. Um, don't forget Buffy. I don't think he likes Buffy right now. Nope. He loves Not Buffy. at all. He always loved Buffy. Nope. Because they belong together. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Statutory rape (laughs) is not romance. Okay, everyone. All right, Steph, do you concur? But the pure happiness. Steph, there watching uh, season one and uh, am I? Yeah, am I along really well? No, I don't know. I was making a horrible statutory rape joke about Angel and Buffy. Let's move on. Buddy looks young. Okay. Uh, so outside, Angel is ambushed by the Holtz cults, who Angel immediately dispatches. And uh, then drops Justine too, but with a pretty stellar quip, which I won't say. But uh, or should I say? <laughs> it's not on my list, anyone. No, not on mine. Oh shit! Where is it? You can wait till later. All right. It's probably my quote, so don't do it. Really? <laughs> you think you have it? Yeah. So you funny. do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. This is hilarious. You guys you just went through the whole thing of it not being your quote, and now it's your quote. <laughs> it is now. Oh, I found it. I found it. I found it. <laughs> nice. You want it, Kim? Or did you no, want no, it? Or... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Angel says, I'm not your boyfriend. Find somebody else to smack you around. Uh-huh. You know, I'm That's terrible. <laughs> Um. All right. So, so can we uh, take a moment and discuss? Was Holtz a father figure or a boyfriend? I thought it was like a boyfriend really slash lover. Yeah, I thought it was full on mm. boyfriend. Yeah. See, I thought Object he was a father desire. figure. Father figure? Why? Really? I, I, uh, because he's older, and I'm dumb that way. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps both. You know. Um, yeah, exactly. Yes. Perhaps both. Speaking mm. of uh, see, yeah. of Willow. Back in the day, uh, I've been again rewatching Buffy season one, and I noticed that Willow in her locker doesn't have a picture of anybody, any of her friends, but there's a picture of her and Giles. Aww. <laughs> I miss Giles, you guys. Let's watch Buffy again. I know. <laughs> I miss Giles. I've been loving it. You know what's up with Giles in the comic books now? Oh. No. no. Don't spoil me. I won't that's, spoil that's it. That's what I'm we're going to do in 10 no. years. Oh, I I know from um, uh, mm, okay. I won't say it, but it's yeah. kind of interesting. 
All right. So uh, in the screen, Angel reassures the truck driver it wasn't the truck driver's fault. Um, and then he sees that there's blood on the grill of the truck. So he knows that so if it bleeds, you hmm. can kill it. <laughs> if it bleeds, you can I love that. That's so funny. Dylan, you son uh, of a bitch. You son that, of a bitch. That movie, that movie traumatized me. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and we're talking about Predator, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the idea of someone continuously shaving his face without shaving cream all the time just <laughs> badass. How how do you not have razor burn all the time? I don't care it. how humid and sweaty it is. <laughs> that was just to to have an to have the idea of putting that in a character was just crazy. And I want to know whose yeah. idea that was because it's just awful. Now, was that movie the origin of Get to the Choppa or was it Commando? I believe it Commando. was Commando. Yeah. Okay. What? Doesn't he oh, sell really? the... You think it was this one? I thought it was Predator in the beginning. I thought it was in the jungle. Wait, is there is there a chopper in, in Commando? Yes. Okay. But in the, in the beginning of I Predator, seen Commando in ages. somebody from a village or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have Obviously, no idea I'm what it was. <laughs> We're talking about Predator. It's from Predator. I just Googled it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, meanwhile, at an underground lair, um, just reminisces <laughs> about the good times of being beaten into submission by Holtz. And uh, Fred and Gunn come in, and it looks like they'd followed her. Um, they said, you have Wesley's car. Where's Wesley? And she's like, your friend is innocent and probably dead. And that's when Fred actually punches her. <laughs> and, uh, Yay, finally. Yeah. Love tapped her. And that's when, and then Justine fights back and then Gunn steps in. It was kind of funny though, because <laughs> Fred did like the motion for a slap and it did the punch sound effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> then Sajan um, enters. He's uh, kind of pissed about all the people in his place. <laughs> but uh, super- I want to take a moment. Oh, go ahead. And say, if I'm really disappointed, I think this would have been a perfect time for Justine to kick Gunn's ass. Were you guys put off at all by, like, two humans with no superpowers fighting and, like, you know, a man beating on a woman here? <laughs> no. I thought about because, that because she hit him first. You know. Yeah. And he sort of he sort of pushed her off and says, don't do it. She did it again. And he sort of, like, you know, defended himself from getting hit. And then he's just like, ugh, okay, you're going to get punched. But she can hold her own. It's not like yeah. he's overpowering her. I yeah, know, but you know? I I, like, I thought about that. I can't fight at all. And if Ronda Rousey was beating me up, I mean, it's not. <laughs> I'm not in the wrong. I'm just getting beat down. Which I thought they should uh-huh. have taken this moment and had her totally destroy Gun, mm-hmm. and then maybe have um, Fred kind of appeal to her sense of you know uh-huh. loss and love and all that jazz. Fred could dump a bowl of fire on her. <laughs> hey, um, we're not there yet, and I'm going to complain so long and so hard. Just you wait. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, um, you know, maybe Gunn's a little super pissed that she's like, oh, yeah, I slit your friend's throat. <laughs> He's probably dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. I left him in a park. Yeah. Uh, so Sasha's super psyched to be able to smash things now. And it's about mm-hmm. to smash them. And that's when Angel shows up ready for a fight. And Justine slithers out the door. And Angel <laughs> says, take me to Portoth. 
and uh, Sajan says, sorry, I only can open it once. And then he's like, guess what? I totally wrote that prophecy about the father will kill the son. That was unexpected and wonderful. (laughs) I was like, you know, time traveler. Hello. Um, That was awesome. And the Niazian prophecy is not actually about the father will kill the son. It's the fact that the son is going to kill Sajan. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then there's a great quote he does about flitting. I won't steal it. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Sajan uh, says that he basically brought Holtz forward in time to kill the pregnant Darla, then planted the prophecies. Both these plans kind of blew up, and uh, he would have gone back to season two to stop Angel from sleeping with Darla, but he didn't want to screw up that whole awesome beige angel arc. That right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, he's just happy to still kick Angel's ass. And then there's a big fight and lots of fists. And then Fred gets involved in Illyrio. Go ahead. Um, Fred is not Khaleesi. She is not Daenerys Stormborn, first of her name, (laughs) mother of dragons. She in no way, shape, or form is capable of taking that brazier and throwing (laughs) it at whomever and not getting third degree burns on her hands. I'm sorry, she said we're brazier what? It's called a brazier. <laughs> Stop. It would have been hot if she threw her brazier at him. Okay. <laughs> You've just redeemed yourself. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And it actually shows up in the goobs section of uh, one of the websites I looked at. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he's like, uh, says another hilarious quote. Um, what if she then, just had an oven mitts in her back pocket that she brought it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't bring awesome. catapult, but I got oven mitts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her uh, accent is like mostly gone now, right? Comes and goes. I noticed, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, this is actually a pretty big moment. Uh, Sajan almost stakes Angel. Like, he actually beat Angel. Yeah. Yeah, he got the That best was of awesome. Mm-hmm. I like well, yeah, that bit. Sh- that Sajan we- is supremely powerful. Mm-hmm. But when Chica comes around with the urn thing, I was just like, oh. Like, I was, I was actually disappointed. Beaten. Beaten by a vase. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was. I don't know if it was just a little cheesy the way it happened, but I was just like, oh, I was hoping there would be like more of a struggle f- before. But I anticlimactic. Yeah. It was funny though because I don't care if anybody has this quote. I'm stealing it. No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, he's like saying it as he's yeah. getting sucked into the. Man. Don't, yeah, don't there is that. some there is some bad ADR in this episode. If only it was that easy to beat your enemy. <laughs> what if somebody just did that to Trump? Oh, what? It's not that. What easy. if somebody did that to Trump? They just opened a vase near Trump. Oh my god! <laughs> if only, if well, only that whole Ark of the Covenant no. thing happens. <laughs> well, it does melt uh, Nazi faces off, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Shahjan's makeup bothers me. It's like it's not finished. It's like around the eyes and around the mouth. You can see his. You mean they put too much loaf on one side? No, like they didn't finish it around his mouth and didn't finish it around his eyes. You can see his skin. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it's like he had to rush through the makeup thing and, 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 and they didn't get enough glue on. Yeah. And it's kind of like just loose. It is weird. And I just looked it up in the script, and uh, it looks like Justine actually is the one that tells them 
he's at Wesley is at the was at was at the park. Oh, I see that he was at the park, but he was he's not there when they go there. No, Fred is a little worried because Angel can smell Wesley's blood, and Angel Angel's got his concerned face on, and he actually says he can't be dead, yeah. <laughs> and actually tells him not to worry. <laughs> yeah, once you know what happens at the end, this whole scene is kind of funny. <laughs> Man. I was not expecting this, but anyway, we still have a little bit left. Lord's, uh, Lord's back at the hotel cleaning up after everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to get that uh, pentagram if, off the floor. If only, if only Angel had sung a little ditty before going to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, going to the hospital. Uh, <laughs> all it takes, you just have to go like, oh. Was that <laughs> yeah, because Wesley had a little baby lullaby quick. thingy happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lauren says, you did everything you could with the knowledge you had, just like Wesley. Start forgiving yourself by forgiving Wesley. And it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Angel's going to totally forgive him, yeah. No, uh, it's, there's a child involved, guys. Am I the only one that does not... <laughs> and I'm not a child advocate in any way. <laughs> this is true, everyone. If, if ever there's anyone who's not a child advocate, it's Kim. <laughs> Banish all children. <laughs> no, not banish. <laughs> well, they're just, uh, they don't have extra rights, you know. Uh, I'm just saying, they don't. Uh, so Stop acting like they do. Everybody is else. So Angel shows up at the hospital looking very concerned. He goes into Wesley's room and he tells him that he understands why he did it and, and uh, that lets him know he's not evil. And uh, um, and he's not angelus. It's me, Angel. And then he puts a pillow over his face and says he's never going to forgive him. <laughs> because I want part. you to know that it's me killing you. That, <laughs> that was, was the best part is that he made him understand that. Place. Yeah. And that yeah. was so intense. I, I, I inserted swearing in my recollection of it. In my mind, he's saying, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> like death threats you're dead price like he calls him price yeah price <laughs> you're a dead man he's getting dead <laughs> yeah and dead. as he's getting dragged away we see wesley's face he's just like horrified <laughs> like, yes uh, you guys and uh, friends again <laughs> <laughs> Can I still borrow your Xbox? Uh, <laughs> so uh, credits and uh, end of episode. And uh, I need to grab my plug before my laptop dies. Please okay. carry on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you guys think they'll be friends again? I don't know. This is pretty serious. I'm wondering how long uh, Angel's going to have to sit in the jail cell. Jail cell? They're not going to He attempted him. to murder someone. Mm, yeah. I think he's just going to walk out of the hospital and they're not going to do anything. <laughs> I mean, he could like, those, are they going to hero orders... walk out of the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> those orderlies couldn't have stopped him from killing Wesley. Like it re- in reality, like if, if he wanted to kill Wesley, they're just normal dudes. And, and gun grabbing at to... his little collar. Yeah. <laughs> he could have easily vamped out. Right. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Hey, wow, we got two emails about this episode. Thanks. Thanks, guys. This is great. Awesome. So, uh, I don't know, guys. Was I the only one duped? Matt, when you watched this for the first time ages ago, were you duped? 
Yep. Yeah, that came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, well, not yeah. out of nowhere, but I, I totally didn't expect it. But Steph, what about you? Oh yeah, like uh, yeah, that. Oh, that's why it's so cool because you're like, oh, he realizes that, you know, that Fred and Gun were just trying to, you know, to stop him, to you know, to keep him from doing something bad, and and he's gonna go in and apologize to Wesley because he understands yeah. that Wesley would just had good intentions, but that yeah. doesn't make it okay. I understand exactly what you're all saying, but I like still doesn't make it okay. Like, yeah, uh, the kid's still gone. Are you saying Wesley yeah. got what he deserved? No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> but I understand Angel's motivation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I suppose. Yeah, I'm with you, Kim. I, I miss most of that, but I, I yeah. understand Angel's motivation too. I would have. I understand, I and I I understand. Uh, you know, Gun and and Fred, and even Wesley's side of the story, obviously, but. Uh, you know, still. You fucked up, Wesley. (laughs) Angel probably is never going to have a child again. Never thought he could have one. Has one. And you He can always adopt. Come on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like it's, yeah. Hey, we have feedback, you guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bruce writes, before rewatching, I remembered it as being an episode full of exposition. There's plenty of explaining about what's been going on, but a lot happens too. I really like the scene with Linwood and the visit to the White Room with Lila. Heck, I think I really liked about every scene. Even Sajan's belief that the prophecy was true, but that he could change the prophecy doesn't seem out of place. What was up with, Le- with, 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 with the Loa? It said it was true that the vampire would devour his son. Was that the original wording? Oh, uh, Bruce, I think that's in reference to the blood only. That's what I think that's in reference to. I'm thinking that's the Loa was Loa knew about the Niazian scroll as well as uh, you know anybody else did because uh, uh, Sajan changed it. But oracles have direct access to prophecy; they don't rely on scrolls. <laughs> Uh, sure. Anyway, I don't know if the, uh, what, what the uh, rules are here. Bruce, but. Bruce continues. Does Angel not want Cordelia to hurt to hunt for Connor? To, to, uh, does Angel not want Cordelia to hurt for Connor being gone, or does he not want to have to tell her that he lost his son? Yeah, there's more. Yeah, it's it's. Really, you know no, what? I, I think, think he's sparing Cordy. Or I think that it's. Mr. Cordy he has got him emotional also, yeah. and the two, you know, emotional uh, events are too much for him to deal with. Yeah, I suppose. Um, just uh, Drews continues. Justine is in a sad is in sad shape emotionally. Wesley probably isn't much better, and he has a slit throat too. Angela is pretty much off the charts. Good stuff in a sad, depressing way. Thanks, uh, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ray writes, this is a heavy episode. The feeling of sadness and loss over Connor's kidnapping hangs over the episode as a whole. Angel is hurt, sad and vengeful, and everyone else is just reeling from what happened. It's very, very dark stuff. Angel has lost his son. Wesley has had his throat slit. Justine has lost Holtz. And even Holtz hasn't won because he has to live and raise Connor in a hell dimension. This episode provides a lot of explanation of the motives that have been, that have driven the story to this point. It's almost a culmination of a lot of the stories that have been building all season when it comes to Sajan, the prophecy, and his motives. He never cared about Angel, just wanted to get rid of Connor, and he manipulated the scrolls to get Wesley to do his dirty work for him. 
I almost uh, was mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just almost uh, just an, another reference to that. I, I I've been thinking like all season long. I'm like, oh man, they're gonna figure out that Sajan is just really wants to get rid of Connor, not that he wants to, you know, cause Angel some sort of pain, mm-hmm. Angel some sort of revenge. You know, the fact that he shows oh, up and never talks to Angel, and Angel's like, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, no, this never occurred to me as a thing. I just yeah. thought because he was a time-hopping demon, it was kind of like Arthur Dent and Agrajag, where where, yeah. where 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 this guy wants revenge for something that someone else hasn't noticed. Um, right. Ray continues, the coolest part of the episode for me is the trip to the White Room. It was a cool visual with all the white surroundings and the creepy little girl. Angel being willing to kill Lila was pretty shocking too. Torturing Linwood to get the white room information and also being willing to kill Lila just show how desperate Angel is at this moment to get the Quartoth and get his son back. And even though... My the son! Is, I know. I can't say that or else that buzzing noise will happen. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and even though the episode is called Forgiving, I think that final scene shows that Angel won't be forgiving Wesley anytime soon. <laughs> Overall, I really like this episode. Very dark and moody, but in a way that is very well done. Now that Sajan, Holtz, and Connor are all gone and Wesley has betrayed Angel, will we be moving in a new direction for the story? And I'm interested in seeing how you newbies feel about his Final, this final stretch of season three, once you finish it in 2019. <laughs> Ray. Thanks, Ray, for your confidence. Yeah, this isn't forgiving. This is forgiving my son to Holtz, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, very well done. That's good. That's very good. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, it, we, have the, uh, we have the last five episodes of the season three to go. So obviously we're going to take a wild detour and a wacky trip to another dimension, just like last season. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, unfortunately, that uh, we're going to have some faith episodes and it's going to be upsetting to me. Keep saying <laughs> going to show up eventually. You just know it. It's like Beetlejuice. Stop mentioning her name. <laughs> You've watched Puppy. You know something Something happened. Just keep invoking her name. I just suppose. Mm, yeah. Thanks for the, for, for the feedback, everyone. Um, do we have any more points? Or are we ready to rate? You gotta have faith, faith, faith. All right. I guess we're ready to rate. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was great. I was totally duped. Uh, I really enjoyed all of the pleasant, uh, unexpected things like Linwood and the torture. And um, I I thought it was pretty awesome. I don't like Fred in a role of fighting or bystander. And I think Gunn and her relationship is really kind of gross right now because I, I think the whole protective male figure in a relationship thing is gross. But, I you know, I'm the one bringing that into the equation. So I'm going to say this episode deserves a nine out of 10. Thank you, random stranger, for reassuring me that I didn't do anything wrong when I hit that guy in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> nice hair. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next? Go, Keel. Sure. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I don't know. I just like when Angel's on a mission. And um, I wasn't duped by the ending. I wasn't... I was a... I wasn't shocked, but I, I, I honestly figured that he was going to turn on West. He just had that look in his eye. Even, even when they explained, oh, but he did it with the best of intentions. It still doesn't matter. His one and only chance that a child is gone, um, or supposedly gone. Who knows like, what they're going to do? And I don't, you know. 
Um, yeah, I, I just like the tension, everything. I just, I like the pacing of it. I enjoyed pretty much all of it. There is, isn't much that I didn't like about it. Um, I'm going to give this uh, nine out of ten. Um, oh, what's, uh, nine out of ten horrible Muzak heading up to the white room. <laughs> uh, guest? Sure. Um, this is one of my all-time favorite episodes just because of the end. Uh, it's probably my one of my favorite scenes in the Whedonverse out of all the shows. Mm. I, like yeah. the, I like the character of Wesley so much, and this is like a big part of his mm-hmm. character arc. I'm really excited to see what you guys think when it's all said and done for his character at the end of the series. Um, um, besides that, the acting, like David Boreanaz's acting in that scene was great. Like he's come a long way, I think as an actor. Yeah. And um, the rest of the episode was fine. It's just that that last moment brings it right up to a nine out of 10, very slowly bleeding throats. Ah, <laughs> very slowly. Extremely slow. <laughs> okay, the highlights of this episode for me are Angel almost crying when he's talking about Cordelia and Connor. Mm-hmm. Angel spitting when he is holding the pot oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. at the his end. Face. Justine, <laughs> oh, Justine's so pitiful with, um, you know, how she's, oh, Holton, we decided that this was our plan all along. Mm, And how she's so... Oh, yeah, when she's making up uh, orders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, So I give it, I mean, I just, this is like such a great episode. 10 out of 10. Oh, my. Creepy kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, I definitely agree with uh, Matt that this is like one of the biggest moments in the Whedon verse, like just to see, I mean, it, it is, it is right up there with angel closing the door on the lawyers. It's just a, a like an unexpected oh, yeah. moment of Correct. just, holy crap. Uh, uh, and yeah. And the fact that it's like two, two characters that, you know, you care about and you, you, go through this episode going, does Wesley deserve this punishment or not? What does, you know, and is Angel going too far? I, I like what it, it presents and I like, gosh, there's yeah. Sajan's always hilarious. Uh, so I'm going to give it uh 10 out of 10. No hobos, <laughs> which is <laughs> 9.4. No, hobos. nice. Um, well, that's what we thought. Um, you can always let us know what you think by sending us an email at redemptioncast at gmail.com. That's right. You can also follow us on Twitter at redemptioncast. You can go to redemptioncast.blogspot.com. Um, as long as you don't work where Matt works, you can check us out on iTunes. And, um, don't forget the Facebook group still exists. Facebook.com slash group slash potential cast. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be riding a train uh, this Friday. I think I might top, top and edit unless <laughs> you a couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you will know if that's the case <laughs> or not, audience. Um, yeah, so you're riding a train, but no hobo, right? No hobo. <laughs> I'm actually on a passenger train where I will have the uh, falafel wrap uh, as, as my little snack. Um, I think it's quote time, isn't it? Before that, I want to ask you guys how, like, how are you enjoying the series? I know you're like watching it very slowly, but compared to Buffy, like, 
How are you? How are you? Oh, like I think it's about? far superior to Buffy. Really? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> oh, I, like leaps and bounds. As someone with two children who are very unique in their own way, I love both these shows equally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are elements of Buffy that I like, but there are so many eye roll moments that I'm just like, oh, that's this is for te- like teenage girls, like even tweens sometimes. Yeah. And again, if I had watched it in real time when I was that age, I was like, Buffy's my favorite show of all time. But <laughs> uh, I, I'm much more enjoying Angel. Good. I like them both, but yeah, I look for Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our guests should have a quote first. Okay. Um, uh, this is Fred. Okay, throw me away. <laughs> that was hilarious. We got it. Kim? Do I look like I need more skin problems? <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I didn't memorize mine. I'm trying to find it on my notes here because I wrote them down. And there it is. <clears throat> you know, not talking right now would be a really good look for you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I flitted back and forth in time, changed the one that threatened me, polished some others, flitted in a manly way, just so we're clear. <laughs> oh, that's, I could just, I could just imagine Joss riding that day, just typing that out. That's so Joss. <laughs> Muggers, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite from Sajan was I also miss gravity, friction, and smashing things to pieces. <laughs> uh, I, that friction part just made me think of Miss Frizzle in the Magic School Bus. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Angel talking to Sajan. I tell you what, you take me to the Korthoff world. Help me find my son. We'll call it even. Sajan, really? You and me? Buddy cops? Summer release? We'll iron <laughs> yeah. out our wacky differences in Bond? Don't think so. Oh, so good. Sajan was awesome. I can't believe they put a lid on him. That <laughs> uh, was brilliant. Hey, guys, I just look at in my notes here. Why did Angel refer to Fred as Red? What? Maybe he just couldn't get that F out. Maybe he couldn't get the F out. But at one point, he, instead of saying Fred, he yells Red. Maybe I just didn't hear the F. But I was like, well, she's not a redhead. What are you talking about? Where did this come from? So, yeah, just a little random thing I thought I heard. <laughs> he was Mom, yelling about red. I need more this... red for this pentagram I'm painting. Yeah, yeah this is probably just the misquote. It's in the wrong section of the podcast. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Any more proper quotes? Uh, no? Um, Man, this episode was good. I, mean, I got I to at least read it in the style of David Duchovny, and I don't want to scream Do it. it. You son of a bitch, you're going to pay for what you did. You did, you took my son, you son of a bitch, you bastard. Do you think I'd forgive you? Never. You're going to die, you hear me? You're going to pay. You took my son, you took my son, you took my son. Never, never, never. I'll kill you, you're dead. You're a dead man, Price. You're dead. I'll kill you, I'll kill you. You're a dead man, dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son. So is Connor going to come back like super tall? <laughs> like no? uh, like right. toddling? Like a grown ass. Man. Like a giant, like a giant baby or something. <laughs> no, like no, because when Walt came back, he was giant. Oh yeah, Cordy, I blew up the kid. 
I have a feeling time's going to move differently in this dimension and Connor will, be like, will meet him as an adult. Yeah, or I think, uh, what, yeah. if what if he's Wesley? He's Wesley. Uh, Wesley is not <laughs> Wesley is not Angel's Guys, son. I'm being funny. <laughs> Nobody oh, understands him. I, can't. I don't think that word means what you think it means. I gotta what, do if he's like, what if he comes back as Spike? <laughs> I gotta do one more Sajan quote. <laughs> I can what open the court doc exactly one, one, one more time. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's crazy. He can't come back as himself. As a Shahjan. And can and, and, and kill himself? No, no. Robin, you, you had one more? I'm sorry. It just seems very, like, Trumpian. Uh, I can open the court doc exactly one time. That's why I chose it. Try again. The whole universe could go kablooey. Bad for me. Bad for America. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> hilarious. Oh, Sajan. Sorry, I'll put he'd, my yeah, he'd have it. my vote. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, if he, he had the choice. Hey, um, <laughs> um, Matt. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. This was wonderful. Thanks for having me. I've wanted to be on this one for many years now. Yep, yep, yep. Never again. <laughs> You're dead, Matt. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll smother myself with yeah. a pillow. <laughs> Yeah. Wait. You have to. You have to tell us about the podcast you want to plug first. Okay. I hear that you're wrong a lot on one of these. Is this correct? <laughs> yes. There's one called Matt is wrong about games. I do that with another Matt. Um, it's just about video games in general. And then there's yeah. the Twin Peaks podcast where we just came back and we reviewed the new book that's out, and we'll be back for season three as well. And there's Hooplecast. I can't or, wait. It's going to be great. I hope it's going to be great, but reading that book didn't instill it's confidence be great. in me. No, um, forget the book. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, Hooplecast, which is about Deadwood, but we're finished Deadwood, so now we're just going to review every pilot for every HBO dramatic show ever. And uh, That's awesome. <laughs> and then there's the Defenders podcast, which is about the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah. A lot of shows. That's great. Um, hey, what's on the slate for next time? <laughs> okay. Uh, 49 episodes left in the series, but five episodes That's left. That's all? In, yep. Five episodes left in season three. The next episode's yeah. called Double or Nothing. Ooh. I think Faith is going to be in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been predicting That's that? That's what I think. Please be Faith. No, this is a brand new shtick. Oh. <laughs> Faith is Sajan. <laughs> no, no, no. That would be funny, though. And maybe that's why they call Sajan they. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, on that note, yeah. um, we're not, we haven't been, I haven't been very regular about publishing things, but if you like the YouTubes, <laughs> thanks for watching and listening. Uh, I want to recommend a podcast to everyone that's super popular, so you don't need the recommendation, but I've been uh, recently addicted to The Dollop. It's an American history podcast, <laughs> and it's really hilarious and wonderful, and uh, all the facts are true. It's great. You should totally check it out. Um, bye from me. Namaste. Bye. 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 Riverderci. <laughs> Riverderci. My pillow, pain in my heart.